0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to the Dando
1: Welcome to the on Tolbert Show. I'm your host, on Tolbert. This is the premiere of the first ever, actually that would be redundant, but the premiere of Between Brothers on the on Tolbert Show, uh, where I'm going to be joined by my homie, my friend, Minister Osho High. where what we're going to do um, on, on occasional, put it that way, on occasional Sunday nights, uh, maybe once a month, once or twice a month, we're going to come together and we're going to talk about issues that we as believers can relate to, specifically things that we as men can relate to, uh, brothers in Christ can relate to from a biblical perspective, whether it's relationships, whether it's you know education, politics sports. I mean, who knows what we may be discussing. Um and so that's what we're gonna be doing, um, tonight and like I said, going forward. Uh we've been doing a lot of a lot of great and, and just deep topics over the last month or so. Uh most recently our our special on the Ten Commandments and um you know and how that relates to um you know what we go through on a daily basis. And so we wanna go ahead and um you know, encourage everybody just to listen to the archives of that if you missed it. Tonight we're going to keep it going in that same, you know, frame of mind, uh, the same spirit. We really want to talk about, um, you know, betraying God tonight. You know what I'm saying? Um, unfortunately, you know, I said on Facebook, we, we as believers, often we will hear the word, we will see the word. But, you know, and we'll know and have a good understanding of what it, you know, what it means, what the point God is trying to get across but unfortunately, because of our own desires, our own struggles, we will often betray God. We will turn our backs on God. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get in our flesh, you know, and um, and we want to talk about that. We want to talk about some ways to uh, avoid that. We want to talk about some ways to see it when it's happening and, um, you know, just overcome that. You know what I'm saying? We want to look at this evening, uh, Exodus 32, you know, and um, and really make not make sense of it, but really take an in-depth analyzation of it and look at, you know, what was Moses uh, dealing with? What did he see from the people of Israel? You know, what did Aaron do? You know, how he, in fact, betrayed God, how uh, he participated in the betrayal of God with the other uh, people of Israel. And so we want to uh, look at that and just kind of, you know, see, you know, it's not a lot of times we're guilty of looking at the word and thinking okay well that's that's the bible or that's back then or that was those guys you know and not really looking at it from the perspective of hey look you know we did the same thing or i i'm about to do the same thing tonight or tomorrow or i just did the same thing last night that Aaron and his homies you know did when they were partying you know and enge- engaging in uh you know pagan uh you know uh you know uh you know festivities You understand that? So that's what we want to talk about tonight, whether it's partying, sex, drugs, um, you know, relationships, money, career, job. You know, we all have our own golden calf, if you will, and so we're going to take a look at Exodus and, um, you know, get into it. I'm excited about it, guys. Uh, uh, My man, uh, uh, I was about to say, Gerald, my man, Osho, is here with me tonight. Osho, man, what's going on with you? Hey, how you doing? How's it going? I'm doing well.
2: I'm doing well. Yourself?
1: Hey, man, everything is good. Uh, it's good to have you yeah. back. I got to yeah. shout out my yeah, man, good Osho. To be yeah, man, I got to shout out my man, Osho. He was, uh, you know, many of you tuned in to one of our, actually it turned out to be one of our highest rated shows ever. Our special on uh, Noah and The Ark and, you know, you know who, who Noah actually was, not Russell Crowe Noah, you know, but you know, what you know, I'm talking about the Noah that actually walked with God and as the Bible states it was a righteous man, you know, who walked with God. Uh Osho Man, how about that mm-hmm. show, man? Just any uh anything you wanted to just reflect on in regards yeah. to it?
2: Um <clears throat> I think that was a really great show, um uh, you know, a really a really deep show. Like you said, De Don, and I um I think it just um touched on the heart of you know, the importance of the Bible and the Word of God, the importance of knowing the Word of God as well and knowing it for ourselves. So if anything, I guess that movie, you yeah, know, I can say that the movie did. It was, you know, bring up where, where people are more interested or talking about the topic of the Bible. And then thank thank God that we from that we were able to break it down on a biblical perspective of, you know, what what was Noah really like, like you said, in the Bible, the true Noah, the real life Noah, person who lived, you know, several hundred thousand years ago and what he was like and what his relationship with God really was like and how God, you know, guided him and also brought him through the flood,
1: he and his family, actually. So thank God for that. Definitely. And like I said, it's, all shows are available at com for, you know, to listen to, to reflect on, and, um, you know, we encourage you to do so. Uh, but like I said we want to get into it tonight man you know as we said before when we've been you know talking about doing this show uh with Osho I mean this is a very informal show where you and you know cuz you guys requested this you know you guys said hey look you know we like this guy we want to hear more from this guy so you know have him back so I put my thinking cap on and I said well all right how can we how can we do that what can we you know what can we do and so we came up Osho and I with with Between Brothers where we it's really just an open forum for us to talk about issues that you guys want to hear us talk about and um, hopefully can be a blessing uh you know to you guys. Um but like I said it's very informal. It will not be a long show. We just want to kinda of get in there and you know and get out and um you know just keep it um keep it really moving. Um but we do want to talk about tonight uh, like I said uh but be- betraying God, turning your back on God Osho, man, just as far as people who you've counseled, maybe even in your own life, man, what does that mean to you just turning your back on God and betraying God?
2: Um, I think, honestly, Danon, like you said, it it, it, it gets to be really um, finite. I don't want to say finite, but meaning that this, there's so many different levels, I think, in all honesty, of turning your back on God or, you know, rejecting God in some form or fashion or rejecting, you know, Christ in in some way or another. Um, Sometimes it's more blatant. You know, when you see people that just say, I don't want to accept, I don't want anything to do with God. I don't want anything to do uh, to do with religion. And, you yeah, I've run into people like that, like, oh, no, no, I don't want anything to do with religion. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm not really talking about religion. I'm talking about knowing God. They're like, no, I don't want that. I don't want to know God or I don't believe in God. That's just a blatant, you know, rejection, you know, like you said, or, uh, you know, just turning their back on God, so to speak. But then you have you know, just a little more subtle things, maybe for people that even claim and know God or believe, they say, uh, you know, when it comes to witnessing or when it comes to living your life for God, and what do we do? Do we do what the Bible says, what God tells us to do? If we don't, then that's kind of like turning your back on God. You know, are we witnessing and telling others about Christ, or are we, like, more ashamed of that? And And, you know, the Bible talks about, not being ashamed of the gospel, not being ashamed of God. So when we do that, that's a form of turning your back on God
1: as well. So, Right, right. It's very true, and I see it every day, you know, just as far as, you know, what we do here nightly talking about dating, talking about relationships, running into men, running into women who have say, you know, I- I'm done with love, you know, I'm done with relationships, I'm done with dating. And, you know, they've kind of given up. Um, they say they, they say that it's about, Well, all men cheat or all men are dogs or whatever the case is, but in reality it's that they've given up on what the Word says in regards to delighting yourself in the Lord and Him giving you the desires of your heart. They've lost faith in that, so instead of just saying, you know what, I've lost faith in God, it's easier to say, well, I've lost faith in the the opposite sex. You know, these hoes ain't loyal, if you will you know men ain't this you know all these little catchphrases that people put out there no one believes those things but really it's hey i've lost faith in god you know that's what it is and i would just encourage everybody to not lose faith in god not be not not um you know conform to what society says is popular, is cool, or this sounds good. This can be a catchphrase, whether it's an entertainer or a song. None of those things matter if you have faith. You know, there's a a post in the in the group right now where uh, people are talking about how um, you know they're they're uh, you know allowing themselves to deal with guys who clearly are not interested in them, cl- clearly do not see a future with them. And I said, well, you know, hey, look, you don't have to do that. You know, you don't have to do that. And so it's like when you see, you know, God's ability to bless you with what you truly want, there's no reason to settle for less than you want. But when you don't see God's ability to bless you, then that's when you find yourself settling for the losers, settling for the the late-night booty calls or different things like that. Any advice that you would give to those women or those those young men who can uh, relate to that behavior, Oshel?
2: Um I would say this, I mean, just like you said, um Dana, you know, as far as um I think people go through so many things, let me say this in terms of hurt and pain and and rejection around them, and then so people like you said we you we as people, we put up walls, we put up defense mechanisms, whether we realize it or not, a lot of times we do um you know, we try to guard our own heart, and the problem with that is that um you know the the Bible talks about the problem with that is god we're supposed to look for look to God for protection, and I'm not saying to be unwise and make you know bad choices but the, the the thing about it is trusting it comes down to trusting God and believing that God will guide you to that right person you know if it if it's a guy, then the Bible says he that findeth a, uh, findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtain the favor from the Lord, so then you believe that you know, God will help you to find your wife. If it's a woman, you know, you believe that, God will, you know, bring your husband your way, you know what I mean, that he will find you, um, you know, and being guided by God. But we lose, like you said, they are not all this, like, a lot of hurt and pain, and we, they may, we may blame it on the opposite sex. We blame it on, uh, if you're a man, you, you blame it on a girl. Well, these women aren't really anything, you know, not really about anything. If you're a girl, you blame it on a guy. These aren't, men aren't really anything. Not that there may not be people out there that aren't about anything, but there certainly are some people that are. The difference is trusting God, believing God to bring you, you know, that person not getting caught up in being a late-night call or being in a relationship that's about promiscuity and fornication, about having sex, period, that's not about go- leading towards marriage. Um, You know, regardless, there shouldn't be sex involved unless you're married, but that's not headed in that direction and is really an- about nothing. You know, and that's what you call a waste of time. And so really it just boils down to that and trusting God, you know, And not turn your back on God, even in love or in relationships, and first seeking that relationship with him, you know, the most, so that everything else can be added to you, and not putting up barriers against God so he can't, you know, get to your heart, touch your heart as
1: well. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Guys, if you're just joining us, you're just logging in, we're talking about Betraying God. This is Between Brothers, the first ever Between Brothers. You know, we've done a lot of different types of shows in the past, um you know advice mondays barbershop talk beauty shop talk wednesdays you know keeping it real fridays so um this is just another e- extension of the uh, Dayton Talbot show and um, I'm excited to have my man Oshoal here excited to have you guys here on a sunday sure. night yeah I know the name the uh the game is on you know I know you know I got it on here in the background it's okay you know what I mean we can keep it real you know but you know turn it on that's okay see that's another but, but that this game people. is on right this is <laughs> this is even more important exactly <laughs> yeah, I mean we can keep uh, it real I know Osho got, yeah. got the, you know, got the game on in the background on mute. That's cool. You know, we can still no, block the <laughs> thing. You know what I'm
2: saying? I'm, no, I'm, I'm focused. I'm, I'm locked and loaded. I'm just letting everybody know that's what I'm locked and loaded. You got questions, call in. Whatever it is, whatever you want to do, I'm here. Right. I'm here.
1: <laughs>
0: right. They don't, I don't let me know who need... won
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think we need to just, you know, at the same time, you know, it's, it's all in fun, yeah. but at the same time, this is a serious topic. You know, we're here to really right. – um, you know, hopefully, change some lives, and I want—I want to really get into the word. You know, I really—and if y'all don't mind, I mean, if y'all have your Bibles out with you, you know, definitely feel free to um, to open them up, man. Because this is what this is what we all—this is cool, man. This is fun. You know what I'm saying? This is exciting yeah. stuff. This isn't like oh, yeah. let's be bored and let's. This is exciting stuff, man. You know, talking about what you talk about with your homies, your girlfriends every night, but at the same time, looking at what does God say about it. You know, what does Jesus say about it? You know what I mean and, um, and getting into it If y'all don't mind Check out um, Exodus 32 That's what we're going to be talking about tonight Because we're talking about betraying God We're talking about um, losing faith in God We're talking about um, turning your back on God But what's the reason for that? You know, what, why, do, why do people do Why did I do that? Why, does, why did Osho do that? Why did many of you guys do that? Yeah. And even still do that yeah. at some points in your lives Why do we, have we all done that? The reason is because we've lost patience. Not only faith, but we don't have patience to wait on God for what we want. Because let's be Mm -hmm. honest, we've all prayed. But, you know, when you pray, but you don't have the faith accompanied with the prayer, but then you don't have the patience to wait on the prayer, you know, and the blessing to come to fruition, well, that's what causes bitterness. That's what causes hurt and pain. And that causes you to seek outside You know, solutions, alternative solutions to the problem, whether it's men, whether it's women, whether it's horoscopes, astrology, whether it's, you know, numerology or, you know, whatever it is you've turned to just the world in general, you know. Well, say, all right, well, yeah, I can relate to that. But who else could relate to that? Well, if you look at Exodus 32, you know, and you check out what happened, and I'm I'm in the uh, New Living Translation, just so y'all know. um case my you know it sounds a little different but you know that was their issue because if you guys are unfamiliar with it a little bit of background you know God led Moses to lead the people you know out of Egypt you know and he was delivering them uh to guiding them on the uh, throughout you know to the promised land and um you know, along the way, Moses was up on the mountain. You know, God was speaking to him. He gave them a list of uh, commandments and other laws, that, you know, and instructions on how the people were uh, were to live going forward. And here's the thing, though. They, they trusted that. They saw, you know, Moses go up. They, you know, he he. Um, they knew that he was up there with God, communing with God, talking to God. And um, the problem with this is where the problem came. And I'm going to read to you all in Exodus 32. It says, When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come down the mountain, because it's funny, also, you know, you hear a lot about Moses Mm -hmm. being up on the mountain. You know what I mean? And then you hear about Moses coming down the mountain. But you ever notice something that people don't really talk a lot about the length of time that he was up there and the feelings and and the lack of trust that his own people had with him when he was up at the mountain?
2: Right, right, right. That's true. That's true, um, and and like you said, even in Exodus 32, it 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 kind of you know gets into that. Um, it's interesting, like in the Bible, right? We there's certain things ver that some people may be very familiar with. A lot of people know like Moses. Okay, he you know he went up on the mountain. He you know had the uh, came down with the Ten Commandments. But a lot of people are unfamiliar with the events that transpired or took place in between those periods of time. And if you look at little things, sometimes the Bible will clue you in. It's not not always long, it's not always extensive, but it will clue you into the hearts of the people and what was going on in their minds, excuse me, in different situations and scenarios. And those things are so very important because oftentimes that will clue you into your own heart and your own mind, what's going on in your own heart, your own mind, during times when you don't know exactly what's going on and God is trying to do something in your life. And that's why the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament, is so pertinent. Like Deidon said, it's not boring. It can give you the insights to life and purpose. It's just a matter of looking
1: at those little details and clues. Right, right, and that's, and that's what we want to do tonight We really want to break it down and look at those details and those clues Let's And just the realness, right. this is as real of a story as I've ever read You know, anything, not a story, but you guys know what I mean These are actual events that happened, but in the most realest way possible You know, it says right here, when the people saw, this is crazy When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain They gathered around Aaron, Moses' brother and said, "Yo, come on. Come here. Yo, this is this is t- he's taking so too long. Go ahead, man. Come here. Make us some gods." And if you look at gods being lowercase because obviously there is no god, but you know, Jehovah, you know, our God, right? There is no mm-hmm. god that you know, but God it says, "Make us some mm-hmm. gods." Yep. Right. Make us some gods, plural. <laughs> Who can lead us? Because obviously God is no longer leading us. You know Moses, his buddy up there, he's no longer with us. You know something must have happened. So make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses. You know this guy (laughs) who brought us here from the land of Egypt. And even that, Osho, man, what do you make of that? How they say that kind of, you know, tongue in cheek. We don't know what happened to this fellow, as if he's not been anointed by God himself, and they've already seen that countless times, that now he's, oh, just this right. fellow. This, you make, what do you make of that?
2: <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think the, you draw the, put, to the point exactly, on It's like they had already in themselves tried to demote Moses, you know what I mean? And, and it's like when God places people of authority in your life, like just in general, whether it's parents, whether it's you know teachers, whether it's mentors, whatever the case might be, um, and then if you don't agree with something that they say that all of a sudden, you know, there become there comes a lack of respect or, you know, for who they are, you know, um, obviously the, the, this is, you know, post-Red Sea already being split, you know, <laughs> post the Egyptians, um, you know, being drowned in the Red Sea and the people walking through dry land in the midst of the Red Sea. And, you know, they had all these signs and, and wonders that God did. And all of a sudden, like you said, they just said, well, this fellow, as if they had no, I didn't really know. What what it was speaking to, I think, like they're not, like their doubt or their onus, thinking about, okay, it, who's this Moses? Is Moses really, you know, leading us? Or is he being really led by God? And that's what sometimes when we are waiting and if we don't hear something, like you said, immediate, Right, then it comes like, "Well, I don't know if God really did hear from God did God really say that, and sometimes it can be absolutely clear, but we make doubt and you know different things in our mind to try to make excuses
1: for doing something else, you know, or trying to do it our own way right, right, and that's that's what it is, like you just said, making an excuse to because that's what we really want to do, we want to do it on our own, right. and trusting is not. Comfortable it's not natural mm-hmm. That It's unnatural to really Put a hundred percent faith in Someone or something right. you know regardless What it is right. so you have to try To do it you have to go outside of yourself And um, yeah. this is what w- We struggle with and this is what obviously The people mm-hmm. struggle with it said Right we don't know what happened To right. this fellow you know but, th- but actually they did know you know What I mean they knew exactly what <laughs> happened he was up On the mountain with God it was on the mountain
0: <laughs>
2: He was right. there
1: So it's not that they didn't know what happened to him. Just like you guys didn't, it's not that you don't know that God is going to send you a husband. You know, it's not that you don't know that that financial blessing is coming. It's just that you don't trust it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've prayed for it. The word is confirmed that you will have what you prayed for, asking you shall receive, but you don't necessarily trust it. These people didn't trust Moses, you know. And like Oshel says, certain people will be put in your life, and you have to trust those people, and you have to trust God. At the end of the day but so yeah. so what happened next, and this is where it gets really real it says so Aaron said hey, this is this is Moses' brother, this is someone who Moses has you know put in a position of power, who obviously also God had put in a position of power it's like Moses' right hand, you know you know and, mm-hmm. and taking direct instructions from God, you know himself at times and and this is and he's basically the ringleader of this thing. He turned his back and said, Well, look." You know, you guys have lost faith in my brother Moses. I've lost faith, evidently. So he says, take the gold rings from the the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters and bring them to me. So basically, bring all your valuable possessions. Bring the most valuable things that you guys have. Bring them to me. Not to make a sacrifice to God, but in fact, it says... You know, cuz that's what they did back in the day. They would offer sacrifices to God to achieve further blessings and to try to be pleasing to God based on the things that they, you know, the blessings they had already received and things they wanted to receive. That's how they did things, you know, back then. But that's not that wasn't the purpose of of this. He said, "Bring me right. your valuables." And said all the people took the gold rings from their ears and they brought them to Aaron. And Aaron took the gold He melted it down, and he molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, O Israel, these are the gods, lowercase, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So, I mean, this is crazy right here. They're saying, look. They already know who brought them out of Egypt. They already know that that God brought them out of Egypt, you know, led them through Moses, part of the Red Sea, as Oshel said, Mm -hmm. so many other things that, that Moses did on their behalf. But they said, look, look what you have here, this little gold calf that you just made for us out of our possessions. These are the gods that actually did that. Totally neglecting and ignoring the fact that it was not those gods, uh, but it was God who did that. Oh, Also, is that is that not one of the most craziest things you've ever read?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it it's, like you said, it is. It's crazy. I mean, it's ironic um, just in the fact that, the you know, the God whom led you out of Egypt, Moses up on the mountain, talking to that God. So, you know, we know where he is. You know where he is. Not only that, you say, now make us, you know, <laughs> You know, who Who knows what happened to me? Now, make us, you know, a, a God, or you want to make a God something that, you know, is out of material that you took out of your ear and then proclaim it as something that, that you worship. Um, it also, in all honesty, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later, shows the propensity of people to want to worship something, you know, um, that we've been created to worship something. It's just a matter of, you know, what is it? Is going to be something you pulled out of your ear and, and shaped you know, into into a certain shape to look like something or is it going to be the true and living God, you know, or is it going to be, you know, possession. So real real interesting. But, you know, they had come out of the culture real quickly, they now, you know, with the Egyptians or where when they were with Egypt in Egypt, where in that particular time period in the Egyptian culture they worshiped a lot of idols, you know, uh, you know, that were made by hands and things like that. And, you know, so they you see the people going right back to what God was trying to bring them out of and away from, and I just want to say, it's probably even people that are listening that God is trying to bring you to a new level of trust, you know, a new level of of commitment in Him, and but you're trying, you struggling going right back to where He's trying to bring you out of, and right back even from sometimes the the people that you may be around as well that's influencing you to do those types of things.
1: Right, right, that's crazy. Like you just said, Oshua, it's God is trying to bring you to a new level God, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and here in the Bible Was trying to bring Israel to a new level yeah. They were trying to, yeah. already, you know what I'm saying Took them out of Egypt He was trying to take them to a whole new place A whole new, the promised land You know, trying to But these people, you know They, they wanted to have l- lack of faith, lack of patience And we're about to see what they did next But let's just look real quick You know, what do we do? What do you guys do out there when you experience the impatience? You know, they just happen to make a gold calf. But I know back in the day, you know, when I had impatience, I went to the club. You know, back in the day, I may have called somebody over. You know, I may have listened to certain types of music. You know, I did things that I wasn't supposed to do because there were things that I had prayed for that I wasn't experiencing at that time or God wasn't moving fast enough. So I... Made my gold calf, if you will, and I would encourage you all to tonight, as just even as you listen to the show, ask yourselves: when you experience impatience, what's your gold calf? You know, what what Mm. did you do with the earrings? What did you make out of your earrings and your, you know, your your watch and you know, your your, all that other stuff, your, your your valuables? What's your gold calf? Is it your job? You know, is it your career? Is it money? Is it your boyfriend? Your girlfriend, you know what is it? Because we all have a gold calf, you know what I mean. And we just have to figure out what it is and get rid of it and go back to what we're supposed to be doing, like they should have did, which was look at it and not say, "Wait, this isn't these guys, this this idol that we've made that led us out of Egypt." No, God did that. You know Who, it's not? You may not have ever been to Egypt. You you might not have been a slave, but you were at that ten dollar hour telemarketing job that you can't stand or you couldn't stand you were dealing with that guy and god took you out of that that relationship and now you have a house took you out of the ghetto you know took you out of the overdraft on your checking account you know what i mean you go to you you buy a pack of gum next thing you know you're overdrawing 72 dollars. you're like hold on how did, how my account get seventy a hundred and twenty dollars overdrawn? I just you know, took out five dollars. You gotta trust me, i I was in banking for a long time. I know all about the overdraft fees. You know, but you see what I'm saying? Now you don't have to deal with overdraft fees Because that account doesn't look like but are you was it was it the golden calf that did that for you? Or was it Jesus Christ? You see what I'm saying, Ocean?
2: Yeah, and you know, and a lot of times, you know, Let's look at it from this perspective as well. Like you said, Daton, a lot of times God will place you in situations, and you know, to test your patience, to see if you're really true to Him. Or are you going to be true to something else? Because the bottom line is, if you're not true to Him, that the, the the what it is is just you're not true to Him. It is what it is, you know. Um, now, God can forgive and God has patience with us, obviously we don't because we're still here. <laughs> like somebody said the other day, he said, you know, where do you want to cut uh, wickedness off at? He said, why does God not just, you know, use all the power he has to stop all the evil in the world? He said, well, well if God want to do that, where does that begin? I mean, does it begin with, you know, killing or does it begin with just lying, you know, stuff that we do? I'm just telling a little lie or I'm just doing this, he said, or does it begin with our thoughts? He said, if all wickedness was going in the world, then we would be eliminated too, but God is patient, but we're not patient, but sometimes God, in order to help us with our patience, will put us in situations where we have to be patient. So you see right here with the children of Israel, they're in a situation, yes, Moses is gone what some forty days, forty nights, you know uh you know up on a mountain, uh, and the people you know they like well, uh, you know who know but it seemed very quickly like, well, we don't know what's happened to him, so let's go ahead and do our own thing, and God is watching you to say. Are you going to wait for me to make a move, or are you going to move on your own? It's just the same like King Saul, and, you know, in the Bible, King Saul, who was the king before David, became king in the Old Testament, and he was going to go into battle, and he was waiting for Samuel because he was going to do a sacrifice before he went into battle. Only the priest was supposed to do the sacrifice, who's Samuel. But Saul got impatient, the Bible says, and he went ahead and performed the sacrifice anyway himself, which was against the law of God. And Samuel said, "What have you done?" He said, "Because of this, God is going to give your kingdom to someone else." I'm paraphrasing, but some of us, because we're impatient, God is giving our blessings to someone else because we're busy out trying to make our own gold calf.
1: Right. That gold calf is crazy, man. That, cra- that calf is crazy. But um, let's let's keep it moving. Let's get back into the uh, into the word, into the story here. Get back to it. It says. Um, <clears throat> So all the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, Oh, Israel, yo, homies, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. They got hyped. It says here, when Aaron saw how excited the people were, he, you know, he drank the Kool Aid. You know, he fell for the hype. He said when it says when yeah. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf, you know, specifically to worship. Then he said then he announced, this will be a festival to the Lord. And here's something else I want to get your perspective on this. You know, Oshel. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Because this is something That even in this moment I just God kind of told me But I want to get your Because I'm no biblical scholar You know what I mean i leave that to you man I'm just trying to You know what I <clears throat> mean I'm just trying to learn Like everybody, everybody else yeah. yeah definitely Me too but it says, right, go ahead. <laughs> what, what do you make of this It says mm-hmm. It says So he built an altar In front of the calf Then he announced Tomorrow will be a festival To the Lord What I interpret this as, is Is that he was trying to straddle the fence a little bit, you know. He was trying yeah. to, yeah, you know, play mm-hmm. both sides of the fence. Because here he right. is, this anointed person, but mm-hmm. he, so he still wants to have that title of being God's servant, you know. But mm-hmm. it said that he saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar right. in front of the calf and said, well, look, all right, I'm going I'm to make the best of mm-hmm. both, you know, best of both worlds here. Right. The people are excited, you know, and have lost total faith in God, but I'm this servant of God, so we'll have a party, but we'll just have the party for the Lord. Is that how you yeah. interpret that?
2: No, no, you, you're right on point. Like I said, we all that's that's right on point. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's the what he's straddling the fence there. Um, you know, okay, well, we'll do a little partying. You know, although this ain't really of God, but we're gonna tomorrow we're gonna have a fish festival. You know, to the Lord. So he's trying to somehow tie this into God. You know, somehow. But but watch this, as people, how do we, you know, live our lives or lead our lives? You know, doing certain things that are not of God, but at the same time, okay, we going we gonna praise the Lord, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Right in the midst of dropping it like it's not so hot, or like you know what I mean? whatever you know what i'm saying so he's trying you to something. you know pu-
1: yeah Not to cuz y'all i want to tell y'all something because this is see this is the realness because i want to be honest with y'all you see what i'm saying yeah. like i don't want to sit up here and act like i'm any better because i used to be yeah, a no. psycho back in the day you know and even to today to to a certain extent you know i think we all have things we struggle with you know but right. back in the day really you know like there were times where I would, like Aaron, it says he saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar to the calf. He knew it was wrong, but he tried to still make it about God. Well, I knew horoscopes yeah. were, were wrong, right? I used to read the horoscopes, but I knew that it really wasn't of God. But I would, I would actually say, well, you know what? I'm going to – this is going to be – God, you know, whatever you want me to know, I want you to use this. Like, I'm just going to read this once a day. and But, you know, God, you you put – your message for me in that, you know what I'm saying, and that that's what it'll be. Right. You know, now obviously now right. in high, like, that looks that sounds ridiculous, and it was ridiculous, and it's just as ridiculous for people who do it today. You see what I'm saying? But I did that because I knew right. that it was wrong, and I knew what was right, but I still wanted my cake and eat it too. I wanted to hear mm. from God, but mm. I still wanted to read these horoscopes to see. So you see what I'm saying? I'm no better. You know, this is something right. I no. Read.
2: Yeah, we're not, none of us are any better. Like Deyan, the truth man, there's, there's nobody. None of us are any better, and that's what's so important about you know just reading the Word of God, understanding. It really just helps us serve as a reflection or a mirror. We're no better than the children of Israel. We can look at them and be like they were ridiculous. They were you know look at the stuff that they did. But we do the same things, all of us do the same things, to, you know, today that the children of Israel do. You know what I'm saying? Just We just have modern ways that we do it. But just like you said, with the horoscope, it's the same thing. Just like the golden calf, you know, maybe myself it might be anger, you know what I mean, or being upset, you know? But what is that? You know what I mean? That's like, that's something the Bible says, be angry and sin not. You know, don't let the sun go down in your wrath. So if I'm doing that, then that's, I'm putting that above God. It's something that I'm allowing to take the place where God should be, primary focus in my life. None of us are any better.
1: Absolutely. not. I'm no better. And don't think, don't ever yeah. listen to this <laughs> show and think, Osho's talking down to you or I'm talking Please. down to you. We're just here <laughs> right, talking. Right. You know, we're just having a conversation you know we're all I mean, we're all trying to get to that special to that promised land you know what i mean just like yeah, uh yeah. just like the children of israel uh let's go to the phone line see a couple calls on the line man 646 we're just talking tonight you guys are welcome to uh you know chime in with any comments or stories or testimonies or uh, anything you might be able to relate to see a call from the 864 area code welcome to the Dayton Tolbert show between brothers
3: hello yes hello Hey, hey, hello. Hey, uh guys, uh this is Marcus Gaffney. Oshel? Hey, how Here? you doing, all right? <laughs> oh good. Good, 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 good to hear from you. Good, good. Uh the dad is it's nice to meet you. Uh I'm a longtime friend of well, not as long as you and Oshel have been, but uh I know you by association, but uh I follow you on Facebook and uh I saw where you two were having the discussion tonight so I said I wanted to jump in but uh, I really okay. appreciate you all you know, having this venue, Um, one thing that I wanted to comment on is that, you know, I wanted to talk about myself for a minute. I know you all were talking about, well, what did you do when you lost faith? And just, you know, me personally, you know, I've always been a believer. And, you know, at a certain point in my life, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And, you know, he always, the Lord will put you through things just so that you can be closer to him. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know? And uh, yeah. that's something I had not heard. And, you know, now, you know, because of certain life situations that I may have been through, I understand better. And I think a lot of people are just, you know, you all are right. You know, a lot of people want to worship something, you know, but they don't know where. Some people mm-hmm. have never been, you know, they've never experienced God's grace before. So, you know, it's right. it's, it's our job to help them, you know, to, to be the people that the Lord wants us to be. You know? Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Amen. Right on point so, hey, Amen. Yeah. Let everybody yeah. know where you're calling in from. It's good to hear from you. Oh, I'll, I'm I'll, I'll calling from uh, South Carolina, Spartanburg. Cool, man. Good to hear yeah, from you, good. man.
2: Thank, good th- to hear from you, call.
1: Marcus. We'll have to get up again in tune, too, man. <laughs> God bless you. Hey, Amen. Definitely, man. Keep listening. And let me just tell you something. This is what we're here for tonight, man. I mean, it's called Between Brothers, so obviously, we want to hear from other brothers in Christ. You know, old, young, whatever it is, man. We're all we're all brothers. Um, but it's what well, you know, females too, man. You know, this is this is for everybody. This yeah. is a uh, just good. This would what, uh, like I said, we want to just do. This. this is the first one. We want to just keep it going. And obviously, in addition to seven nights a week, you know, we're here every night. But um, specifically on Sundays, man, we're definitely gonna um, keep this between brothers thing going because I think it's something special. Um, but let's get back into it. So, <clears throat> Aaron knew what was what God had called him to do but also he knew what God wanted for the people. Um, and, you know, it says uh, he's straddling the fence. We all straddle the fence in some way. You know, you, you go, go to church, but then at the same time you go to the club. You listen to the gospel, then you listen to the secular music. You know, you, you, you pray to, for God to remove somebody from your life, but then when that guy comes back into your life, you have sex with him. And now it's, you know, you see what I'm saying? You're back at square one. We're all straddling the fence. Mm-hmm. you got to not straddle the fence. And um, you know, and, and don't be like Aaron here. But it says here. So he says tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. Says so it says all right. Well, the people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace. <clears throat> excuse me, peace offerings, which is a very common practice back then when they wanted to be do something that was pleasing to God. They would offer sacrifices, right. which is you know, which is a whole another. You know, we can go a different way with that as far as some things that go on today. But we're just going to keep it on. You know I mean? I'm going to check on this story for right now. But that's what they did when they wanted to be Amen. pleasing to God. They would offer different types of sacrifices, whether they were animals or whatever it was at that time. Uh, and it says, after this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking. And they indulged in pagan revelry. Okay? They basically had a big party. This is the. I mean, I mean, let's just keep it all the way real here, guys. How, they, they basically yeah. went to church. They had a festival to the Lord. They offered that was one of the most holy, sac, uh, you know, uh, ceremonies that you could do at that during that time is offer burnt burnt offerings, and peace offerings. You know who? I mean, who has ever been to communion? Communion Sunday, right? And then I mean uh, let's just be honest and then that same night you do something you go to the club you have some sex I mean you have you get even get drunk you know I've done all of the above guys you understand that I'm no different from Aaron and his homies back in the day Osho's no different Where you guys out there are no different we've right. all done it you know what I mean me and Osho used to do it together <laughs> you know what I'm saying we all we go way back you know I mean yeah. being honest yeah. has delivered Osho he's delivered me He delivered many of you, but we can't, we can't, we can't uh, sugarcoat this thing because they did exactly what we do now. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: and I just want to point some out real quickly. Yeah, Dana, like that pagan revelry generally did involve sexual, like a big orgy. That's probably a lot of pagan revelry involved. You know, you know, sexual intercourse. You know, just with men and women. You know, men and men, whatever. Um, So that's probably, like he said, it's like going. It's the same thing. Like you said, doing that, going to communion, then going to the club, and then going home with somebody that's not your wife. Not just going having sex with them, or maybe multiple people. So that's basically what was
1: going on. Wow, that's exactly what was going. They and hope that's what I'm glad you explained. People understand that what that means if you're unfamiliar. Pagan revelry, orgies. Sex, alcohol, drunk, drunkenness The same stuff that we do today On a daily basis out here in today's society and I, just, I just want to say just in that moment The people got up early the next morning To sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings After this they celebrated with feasting and drinking And they indulged in pagan revelry The Lord told Moses Quick Go down the mountain. Next sentence,
0: yeah.
1: You know, the Lord told Moses. The next Moses, sentence. That's what I'm looking
2: at. The next sentence. Yeah,
1: he said, <laughs> "Look, get out of here. Look. Get down, exactly. down that mountain." He said, "Your people, who you brought from the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves." This is the mo- this is my favorite line in the whole story, right here. It says, "Look how quickly they have turned away." It turned from the way I commanded them to live Look how quickly You know God took you out of that relationship Look how quickly God took you out of Wherever you came from But now you're back in his bed But you're back in the club You know But you you see what I'm saying Look how quickly you people have turned away it says he said, Moses, get down, you know what I'm saying, get out of here, man. You got to go handle your business because your people who I brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Yeah, you know, you we've know. all corrupted ourselves. Not that people did it. Like, and the funny mm-hmm. thing is a lot of times we'll blame God for our corruption. You know, but I like how God words it because the, he said the people have corrupted themselves. You guys, it's not that you, God, you know, you fell in hard times because of God. You could you did it to yourself. You see what I'm saying? You said you've corrupted yourself. It says, how quickly have they turned away, c- turned away from the way I commanded them to live? I commanded them to live. It's not a suggestion. It was that he commanded them. It said they have melted down gold and they've made a calf and they have bowed down and sacrificed to it. They just got finished sacrificing to God. They j- literally just got finished having a festival to God. And after that, they decided to sacrifice to this calf, bow down to this calf. You know, it says um, they are saying that these are your gods, O Israel, who brought you out of He's like, look, I brought them out of Egypt. But they're saying that the calf is, is, a, is a God that brought them out of out of the land of Egypt. Imagine how hurt God must have been. When his people that he led out of mm. Egypt betrayed him. Mm. Mm. A lot of times we don't think yeah. about God's feelings. You know? Good I'm point. sure his feelings were were I mean not obviously he was angry, you know, but I'm sure his feelings were hurt. He felt some type of way, if you will. You know? It says You here, know, that's a good point, didn't I? Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead.
2: No, it's just a good point, I was just gonna say, man, that um a lot of times you don't. I mean, not most of the time, the majority, the greater, let me say this, the greatest majority of the time as people, we don't take God's feelings into account because I don't think we look at God as a, 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 a entity, you know, God as the living God who has feelings. The only reason we have feelings is because God has feelings. We are made in his image, right? And he made us like him. The difference is he can control and, under, and handle his emotions. We can't without his help. But we don't take into consideration that it breaks God's heart, like literally it, like it hurts God when we sin against him. He's sad. God has feelings. He's sad. You know, the Bible talks about in Genesis 6 God being sad that he had made man because of the wickedness of men's hearts, you know. And so we hurt God's feelings all the time. That's a very good point. I just, you know, wanted to like just go off what you were saying. Like, we really don't take that into consideration, man. But it's 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 vital. It's important that we understand that. And hopefully it'll help us to not sin against God, but to seek to, you know, to to be obedient and to seek to follow his will so that he can be, you know, pleased and happy.
1: Right, and the level of um you know, it said pagan revelry, I mean it's not just like you, you did a little something. But, you know, pagan revelry is like the, the the greatest form of sin, like blasphemous type of sin, you know, stuff you wouldn't even think that, you know, a Christian would do. It's stuff that, like, non-believers didn't even do, you know what I mean? Like wilding yeah. out to the 10th degree, you know what I mean, right after church. You know, and Sunday, you guys, if you guys listen to this show on a regular basis, you hear me speak often about yeah. Sunday night, you know, booty calls and different things of that nature When the temptation is at a, at an all-time high You know, the enemy, is. He, he you know, he knows you're on that spiritual high He knows what you just experienced You were falling out at, in, at the altar crying You know, swearing to God that you'll never do it again And, you know, the enemy sees that as an opportunity To knock you back, mm-hmm. right back And then, you know, mm-hmm. so Sunday night is yeah. is a lot of times The biggest, you know, sin night You know what I mean, so uh, what do you have here? Uh, it says, uh, yeah, this is crazy right here. It says, um, it, then the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. So here's the thing that we just want to look at with that. God sees everything. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't hide. You know, just like Adam couldn't hide when he sinned. They said Adam and he tried to hide. You can't hide from God. It says, you know, I I see how stubborn these people are. I'm trying to bless them. I'm trying to get them to the Holy Land. But they're stubborn and they're rebellious. So I see it. It says, but now leave me alone. This is crazy right here. Now leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them and I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. So no more Israel. I'm going to make you, Moses, into a great nation. Look, you you're the only one. Who's actually faithful and obedient So I'm just going to go ahead And destroy these people <laughs> Like I see, These guys are crazy, they're psychos They're rebellious, they're just blasphemous I'm just going to kill everybody That's how angry God was At them, but here's the thing As we just determined a couple minutes ago I've done the same things, Oshel's done the same things You guys have done the same right. exact things That these people have done So do you think God is no longer angry at you? How do you think God, what would you say about that, Also, as far as us doing the same things, and God was going to destroy them?
2: You know, <laughs> that's where we, we get into, you know, but but God's you know, grace. Like you said, you know, a lot of people oftentimes get angry at God. God did this to me, God did that. But the majority of the times you did something that placed yourself in that situation, in that predicament, and then you end up, you know, whatever, in jail. Or you end up, you know, with not that children are a blessing, but with a child, and like, well, what happened? In my life, I was going to do this and do that. You place yourself in a situation, you know, for something to, you know, to occur that may throw you off track or put you in a different place. But God's God, and that doesn't, and God's grace is there only. That's only by the grace of God that you still, like I said, alive and here. But God is angry. God still gets angry. God still gets upset when we sin. God, you know, still, um, you know, gets upset when we're, you know, impatient with him and, you know, and, and wanting to build our own golden calf, like you said, do it our own way. Or we get involved in different things, talking about we love the Lord, but then, you know, going out and, and you know, making somebody else an idol or something else an idol, whether it's a car, a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever, you know, or, you know, one night just somebody you just met, whatever the case is, God it, like I said, he gets upset with those things. But notice, we by only by His grace are we still here,
1: you know? Right, right. That's where grace is so important, you know. And I say yeah, every night, you guys. No, I say every single night that yes, we are covered under grace. Yes, Jesus Christ died for our sins. So no, we will not have to deal with God's fierce anger blazing against us. We don't have to worry about that right now. You know, we don't have to worry about being destroyed right now not because sure, we're covered okay. under grace, you know. But that does not change the fact that God is not a happy camper in regards to those actions. You see what I'm saying? You have to, as Ochoa said, have to take God's feelings into consideration, you know. And, yeah. you know, but all that being said, there will be a time when you will have to face his anger yeah Blazing against you And ultimately being destroyed On judgment day If you do not You know Live the proper way And make the necessary adjustments I mean that's what we all do We all have to You know uh, Deal with that If that's You know what I'm saying You guys know what it is Hopefully you've given your life And crisis. there's
2: always a consequence
1: Yeah you know, and there's always,
2: like you said, they don't obviously say there's always a consequence for sin as well. It may not, like you said, it's not utter destruction. Judgment day, you you better get right with God. But even now, we need to get right with God because then you'll find yourself again in a hard position, talking about God, why you let this happen to me? You know. And we talk about how much we don't like to be in those positions, but yet we do things that places in those positions where God was like, I was trying to protect you, I was trying to take care of you, I was trying to bless you, but you were so hell-bent. I use that word on doing what you wanted to do, you know, just like the children of Israel. You were so set on having having it your own way. Now you're upset when it it didn't turn out what you the way you thought it was going to turn out what you wanted it to be, and those are the little things we got to deal with before even the you know uh, the judgment day.
1: You know what I'm saying? Unless we get right with God, so that we can be inside of His will. That's the key. And a lot of times people put that take that for granted. They just assume that they're straight. They just assume that they're in God's will because mm-hmm. oh I'm a I'm a Christian. But if your actions are make, angering God, you can't sit around and ask yourself why you're not being blessed. Ask yourself why you haven't been found by a husband but you're having sex. You know, you're not you can't be blessed if you're having yeah. sex. might have to put that on Facebook. You can't be blessed if you're having you know what I'm, I'm just saying. You know? And, and so and this is a yeah. good passage that explains how God feels. We talk about it all the time it's great to really see it right here. Uh so this is crazy and so it says here then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. And this is where Moses intercedes on the people's behalf. It says, but Moses tried to pacify the Lord, his God, saying, O oh Lord, why are you so angry with your own people who you brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such a strong hand? You know, look, you're trying to, you're trying to build God, blow God's head up as if that that's even going to work. It says... Why let the Egyptians say Their God rescued them With the evil intention Of slaughtering them In the mountains And wiping them From the face of the earth That's crazy That's actually a good point I mean it was you know, Obviously I mean Yeah I mean, I mean It was a good point Because that's probably what The people would have said You know why? What's the point of God Rescuing them If, all, if his whole intention Was to slaughter them So it's kind of like You know he's He's Turning into a debater with God And you know Making his case A defense attorney for the people So it says Look God He's like Look chill <laughs> He said relax man this is, It says Moses tried to pacify the Lord He said look man Why are you so Why are you tripping Why are you tripping God Why are you so angry With your own people Who you brought from Egypt Why let the Egyptians say Their God rescued them With the evil intention Of slaughtering them in the mountains Wiping them from the face of the earth It says Turn away your fierce anger. He says, just, just relax a little bit, God. Turn away your fierce anger. Chill out. Change your mind about this terrible disaster that you've threatened against your people. He's like, look, you might want to rethink that, God. Just relax a little bit. Change your mind. He said, remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You bound yourself with an oath to them, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven. It says, yeah, it was, "What do you make of that?" He says, "You bound yourself." See so Now, first he tried to pacify God. Yeah. Now he's trying yeah. to threaten God. Like, look, God, you you can't no, no, you you know, actually. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was, I was just going to,
2: like everything you're saying. Here's, here's the thing. And this is what people, you know, talk about. What Moses is doing, it says he, like you said, he tried to pacify God. No, this is the proper approach in any because Moses. The Bible says that Moses was, you know, spoke uh, to God face to face, like a man speaks to a man. This is the only the, people to clearly understand. There won't isn't going to be anybody else in the Bible having a conversation with God like this. You understand what I'm saying? Mo- Moses's relationship, that's a key point for people to understand. Moses' relationship with God allowed him to be able to speak to God like this. But notice, even when Moses approaches God like this, he still says, why are you so angry with your own people? Like you said, who you brought out of Egypt. Notice how he says, "With with such great power." Anytime you come before God, because God is God, you need to have the understanding that He can wipe you out if He wanted to. He can wipe you out just like that if He wanted to. So what Moses does is say, "God, I, you know what he's saying, God, I know you're all powerful, God, I know you're Almighty." He's acknowledging that when we come before God, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that because it's true. He's like, you know, but, you know, God, if you do this, this is what the people are probably going to say. And now this is not necessarily a point that God doesn't know. It's just that Moses is having a conversation with God and able to speak to God because he has such a close relationship with him. So he says whenever, the, whenever we're talking to God as well and we're, you know, seeking, like you talked about, Danai, like you're praying about something, you, you can bring up God's word to God because it's his word. And what Moses does is bring up in verse 13 his word. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Of course God He's just telling them, God, this is what you said. You bound yourself with an oath to them because God is not going to go against his word. What Moses is therefore doing is presenting the word very reasonably, God's word to God. Because God, you know, because it's God's word, and God is not going to go against his word. He, he quotes the word, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven. That's a quote. That's what God said. When we approach God and we were praying for something about something, we should bring up his word. It's amazing how many people bring up the word of God. And what that does, and to everybody that's listening, what that does is not that God doesn't know his word. It shows that you have faith in God's word, in what he said. And when you quote his word and bring it up before him, it, show, it moves God's heart. That's the most important part to understand how does God feel because of your faith in his word and in what he said. So after Moses does that, I won't go any further, Dana, but we, as you, you know, I don't know if you, when we go further, you'll see what the situation is. But remember, key things, relationship, Moses spoke to God as a, as a man speaks to another man. And there's nobody else, like I said, in the Bible, really, you want to find have that type of, could talk to God like that, maybe other than Abraham in, in part, but not quite this way. That's how Moses can talk to God like that, because he knows God. If you don't know God, don't be talking to God like that. <laughs> but be honest with God. And because of that, you know, because of that, then he can bring up God's word. And, you know, what God said and say to God, God, this is what these Egyptians are going to say, because what is most important to God and what should be most important to us, glorifying God. He's like, God, if they, if you do this, they're going to say, hey, you couldn't do it. He couldn't bring them out safely, when the reality is God can do whatever he wants to do. And God's like, whoa, well, hold on, wait a minute. You know, I can bring them. Of course, everybody knows. They don't know yet, but I can bring them out safely. But they need to know. And that's what God is trying to show everybody in the world, that he can do everything and take care of us. So that's why he, in fact, we'll see later, I guess, does something a little differently. Because of that, because of the faith and standing on God's word like Moses did, and knowing that God was going to get the most glory out of the people being still, you know, coming out of the, um, you know, past where they were right now.
1: Right, right. Let's take a look. I mean, let's keep it moving. Let's just stay right in the word, man. Let's see what's you know what happens next and like i said man if if y'all are not excited about this you know and like i said i know the game is on i know yeah. different things you know it's always different things to do i would say just pray for this anybody this one right now <laughs> yeah man i mean i would say just pray for anybody who 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 finds something else more exciting than this because or more important because this is really what we all should be doing you know and i not, not judge them but i'm saying literally pray for them pray for their spirit pray for their soul you know, because it's like, you know, this is this is where it's at, right? This is not only entertaining, but it's it's yep. informative and it's yep. it's uplifting. Um, so, but this is deep. It says, you bound yourself with an oath to them, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven, and I will give them all of this land that I have promised to your descendants, and they will possess it forever. These are things that you said, God, so you really can't destroy yeah. the people, you know? So, it says here, so the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster that he threatened to bring on his people. He changed. he said the terrible disaster. Why was he going to give a disaster? Because these people lacked patience. They lacked faith. They were disobedient. They were rebellious. They were stubborn, just like you guys, just like me, just like Oshel, yeah, just like us right all in. have been right. at times. You see what I'm saying? But only difference is we have Christ who died, so we don't have to experience terrible disaster that God had threatened his people. They talk about the fear of the Lord. If you guys don't have fear of the Lord, you know, you, you might want to, because they, they need to thank yeah. Moses. They, he saved them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it says, then Moses turned and went down the mountain. He held in his hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the government. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. These tablets were God's work. The words on them were written by God himself. When Joshua mm-hmm. heard the boisterous noise of the people shouting below them, he exp- exclaimed to Moses, it sounds like a war in the camp. But Moses replied, no, it's not the shout of victory nor the wailing of defeat, he said. I hear the sound of a celebration. What was going on here? <laughs> they tried to front. They, they tried to, you know what I mean? They they're tried partying. To, that's
2: what they're doing. They're
1: their party on. <laughs> that's what they're doing. That's like in a bad that's way, like yeah. you, right. That's like you you blasting your, you know, the music in your car, but you drive by the church and you try to turn the music down, like you, you know, like you weren't just blasting Lil Wayne. You know that Beyonce. I know y'all like Partition. You know what I mean? Partition and, and, and you know, all these Jay-Z songs, Beyonce songs, Nicki Minaj songs. I mean, keep it real. You know, but then when you ride by the church, you ride by somebody you don't you didn't expect to see. You know, you, you, you switch it up. You know, Joshua tried to switch it up. He says, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> he said, whoa, it sounds like war. <laughs> We've been attacked. It says, like, it's war going on down there. He said, no, 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 it's not war. He said, "Look, I, see, I hear the sound of a party." He said, "Y'all partying?" He said, "Stop fronting, y'all partying." He said, "When when they came near the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing. He saw the calf that they built to worship. He saw that they were getting their freak on, their you know their dance on, and he burned with anger. He was just livid. He was just you know very upset. Mm-hmm. He burned yeah. with anger." So mad, in fact, that he threw the the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them. These are the tablets that were written specifically by God. So you can only imagine his anger. When you smash something that's that sacred, written by God himself, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. He then took the calf that they had made and he burned it. Then he ground it into powder, threw it into the water, and forced the people to drink it. He said, y'all want to worship this? He said, look, you drink this, this disgusting stuff. I can't imagine
2: what it tastes like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's crazy.
2: And they drank like it too. Like, he like, look.
1: Yeah. That's like a parent washing your mouth out with soap when you're bad. Actually, That actually happened to me. My father actually washed my mouth out with soap when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And sometimes that's what a parent has to do, you know? Um, yeah he he said you know he and he made the people drink it finally he turned to Aaron and demanded what did he said what he said what did these people do to you to make you bring such a terrible sin upon them and this is the thing he's still looking at Aaron like he's you know blameless he said look man let me know something what did they do to you how did they force you why we, what did they do that would make you know bringing such a terrible sin upon them these people are about to be destroyed by god like what what the what what happened he says look he said chill he said don't get so upset my lord he said relax this is the craziest thing in the whole passage right here he said look man you yourself know how evil these these people are <laughs> you know what i'm saying He's like, come on, man. You know me and you fellowship with God. You know how these people are. You know how they be tripping. You see how Aaron is a funny dude? You know, like, he's (laughs) the one who is trying to straddle the fence and be down with them. He wanted to be down Mm. with them, but now he's trying to separate himself from them. You ever have two sets Mm. of friends? You got your church friends, and then you got your freak friends. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, you know, you know what it's like. You got your clubbing friends, but then you got the ones that you go to church with and go to Bible study with. You know what I mean? And, and so you got your two sets. Aaron wanted to have his two sets of friends. He wanted to hang out with God. He wanted to hang out with Moses and the other ministers and priests and all those guys. But then he wanted to get down and dirty with the with the people when they were partying at the festival. You know, he said. So you know, come on, man. You know how these people are. He said, relax. He said they said to me. Make us gods who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So all I did was tell him, said, look, whoever has the gold jewelry, take it off. And when they brought it to me, I simply threw it into the fire. He said, look, they gave it to me. I didn't want it. I just threw it into the fire. And it came out. Out came a calf. It just magically happened. Moses, chill. (laughs) He said, I tried to oh, throw it boy. into the fire. I tried to throw it away. He said, I didn't want it, but I just threw it. It just <laughs> magically came a calf. He didn't say. He actually built the calf himself.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. That's
1: actually what
0: happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i sorry. That's funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is hilarious, but, 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 man. But,
2: but aren't we, but wait, but wait, aren't we the same way? Like, did just like you said, like, as, I mean, even younger, older, doesn't matter. Like, when you find yourself in a position and you have the answer, like, what did you just do? Or why did you do that? You know, sometimes be like, oh, well, I, you know, I just, I did this. I don't know what happened. I really don't know how it ended up like that, you know. You know, I'm sorry. It makes me think about um, this real quick. When um, Tupac, I think, was alive and shoot Knight, they got in some fight, like, in a um, boxing, in a boxing match. And something happened, and the judge asked Shug Knight. He was like, what happened? How did your fist end up in the man's face? And Shug Knight says, I'm like, well, Your Honor, he was like, "I, you know, I was just standing next to him, and, you know, he was there, and I think the floor was wet. He said some of the crazy – he said he must have slipped, and, like, I was leaning over to try to catch him. He's like, my fist just caught his face. And I was like, Really? Really? So it just, you know, like like just how he said, like the cab, it just happened that way. It just came out like, okay, <laughs> that's crazy.
1: Let me tell you all what I think of. Let me tell you all what I think of. That's crazy right there. But what I think of <laughs> is just recently, last week on the show, in fact, when we did our Moses show, the young woman called into the show, and I you know I'll leave her anonymous, but you guys remember from the last show we were talking about how she was saying she goes out and sometimes she just slips up. And then I asked, I said, what do you mean by slip up? You just happen to sleep with the guy? She was like, yeah, you know, I just kind of slip up and end up having sex with him. You know, and that's what happened. It's just we all have done that. You know, she said, I didn't mean to sleep with him. I didn't mean to, you know, give him some sex, but it just happened. You guys ever do that? Just hap- It just happened. You know, he just threw the fire, the, 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 the gold into the fire, and it just came out a calf. It just magically formed. You know, I am just I just happened to end up pregnant by somebody who doesn't even want me. It just happened. You know, I didn't plan on it happening, happen. But the fact is, it happened. doesn't matter how it happened, but it happened. And you know how it happened, the real reason why it happened. How just it like happened. Aaron, Aaron knew, just like you knew that you knew you were going to have sex when you went to his house, just like you planned on getting drunk that night, whatever it was, you knew, you planned it. You know, and now you have to face the consequences for it, just like they had to face the consequences. You guys have—you may not be end up being destroyed by fire or whatever terrible plague God had planned for them. You may not have that happen to you, but you might now be a single mom. You might now have herpes. You might now have HIV. You might now, you know, whatever, have to deal with the drama. You—you you know what you have to deal with, and it's all because you were stubborn and disobedient, as as were the people of Israel. So let's see what else happened here. So he, he says, I simply threw it into the fire, and out came a calf. Moses saw that Aaron, see, this is the thing. He said, look, man, it doesn't really say that, but as you see, Aaron wasn't fooling anybody. You see what I'm saying? Right. Moses isn't stupid, because he he was up there with God. He saw the whole thing with God. So it says, Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get completely completely out of control, much to the amusement of their enemies, so he saw the whole thing, so he stood at the entrance of the camp and shouted and real quick, just so you know, it's not not only did Moses see what the people were doing, but specifically Moses knew that Aaron was full of it, basically, he already knew that he was not blameless, mm-hmm. he knew that he was trying to be straddle you know straddle the fence, right, and he says. And, he, you know, he let them get out of control, which means Aaron was, was in charge. He, you know, it was his responsibility to keep, keep the people in control in, in his absence. But he didn't do that. Now it says, Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get completely out of control, much to the amusement of their enemies. So their enemies are sitting around laughing at them. So he stood at the entrance of the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, Come here and join me. And all the Levites gathered around him. Moses told them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each of you take your swords and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other. Kill everyone, even your brothers, your friends, and your neighbors.
0: That's that's uh,
1: pretty... You know what I mean, but it's 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 put it like this: yeah. it's bad, but it's not as bad as it could have been, because God was just going to kill everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone was going to die. So it says here that you know, going. I want you to, all you guys. This is this is deeper. We need. I need you, Ocean, because you got to interpret this for me, man. Because this is crazy. It says. Yeah. It says yeah. all of you who are on the Lord's side. Even mm-hmm. those people not the not the people who were the biggest sinners, not the you know the bad people, per se, but the people who were on God's side were punished. Explain that
2: well no let me it says all of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. That's what Moses says, so they joined him, and all the Levites gathered around him. Then Moses told them this is what the Lord says, so from my understanding, it's the people that are on the Lord's side gathered to Moses and the Levites. From my understanding, this is there's a similar scenario which happens at another time where there's another act of rebellion. Where I believe there, well, there's a separation. You understand between those that are of the Lord and those that are not. And in that particular situation, those people get destroyed as well. The key, uh, important point to understand here is that, like you said, that I I think, well, another good thing, it's not as bad as it could have been. You may look at it and be like, oh, my God, like kill everyone, even their brothers, friends, and neighbors. Like I said, there comes an obedience, understanding who God is, and, you know, reverence for God, and and, and knowing that he needs to be, God should be, Number period the the top of our priority of our list of our lives because he's the one that keeps us breathing and the one that you know has made us and keeps us alive. So when they killed these people were killed because they were not in the service of the Lord or following the Lord. But everyone could have been wiped out, like you said. Everyone you know could have been wiped out. And the key point to understand is is this as well. Um, you know all those who were on the on the Lord's side you know gathered to Moses. And um, you know those, like uh, as you were saying, those who were not on his side, um, you know, were destroyed at that at that point in time. You know, for for not being there. But it it could have been, it could have been much worse. So God, there okay. actually was some mercy here. Yeah, even though it so may not so seem like it mercy. as much.
1: Okay. So, right. Uh, the people uh, right, that so, were on the Lord's side. That's gotcha, Right. All right. Good. Because I I was looking at it a little incorrectly then, and that, and that makes it a little bit better. So the Levites gathered around him. It says, Moses Mm -hmm. then told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each of you take your swords and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other. Kill everyone, even your brothers, your friends, and your neighbors. The Levites obeyed Moses' command, and about 3,000 people died that day. As we just established, it could have been a whole heck of a lot worse. Only only 3,000 people died that day. But that's still a lot of people three thousand. A lot of people only because they wanted to party. Who remembers? Right. Real quick, who remembers back in the day? Me and Gerald did a show where it was an Ask Date on. I think it was a Keeping the Real Fridays. A young woman called into the show. I think she wrote into the show, saying that you know she went to a party, she got drunk, and she was so drunk she ended up sleeping with somebody. But she and she got pregnant, had unprotected sex, got pregnant, but couldn't. Didn't remember. Wouldn't even be able to recognize her, her, the father of her child, if she saw him. You know, if she see him, she wouldn't be able. You see what I'm saying? Like that's that's there are consequences for your actions. Okay, you know, it's not maybe three thousand people didn't have to die. You know, but now you don't know who the father of your child is. But you have, you know, you're a single mom. But Mm -hmm. you have to now. Mm Deal with some type of incurable something or whatever it is, right? And just it doesn't have to be that. Whatever it is, whatever the sin is, or maybe just you don't want to make God angry. You don't want to miss a blessing. Might not even be nothing, you know, incurable. But just you just might not. You just might have missed a blessing. Um. Then Moses told the Levites, "Today you have ordained yourselves for the service of the Lord." For you obeyed him even though it meant killing your own sons and brothers. Today you have earned a blessing. They could have earned a blessing without even having to had to go through that. They could have have actually just had a festival and worshiped God that day and been good. God, there you go. That's actually all they had to do. So we're almost done. So it says, the next day Moses said to the people, you have committed a terrible sin. But I will go back up the mountain to the Lord, per, and perhaps albeit maybe I'll be able to obtain forgiveness for your sin. You know, so Mo, and notice he said your sin. <laughs> he said, look, and this is crazy, hey, right? Man. And Moses, is, and this is the this is the, the the human aspect of Moses right now, because he's like, look, I'm gonna do y'all a favor. I'm going to try to, I'm working with y'all, but look, 3,000 people just died. So I'm going to go back up the mountain. I'm going to see what I can do for y'all, you know, and maybe I'll be able to, you know, get God to forgive your sin. Not mine, but yours. But he's sin. right, though. He's right, though. <laughs> I mean, right. in, this, in this
2: particular instance, and in this, I mean, now we can sometimes do that in a sense of trying to push blame off on people, but at the same time, in this particular instance, he's right. It You know, he was there with God, and these people did what they wanted to do. It's not that he's without sin, but look, I'm going to make an intercession not for me, but for you. God wanted to make a nation out of me, and he wanted to kill you. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, look, I'm trying to get you to stay alive. That's what he's basically like doing. Right,
1: right. So that's, that's deep. It says here, um, <clears throat> he said, you, you have committed a terrible sin. But I will go back up the mountain, speak to the Lord, and maybe I'll be able to get forgiveness for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, (laughs) oh, what a terrible sin these people have committed. You know, uh, they have made gods of gold for themselves. But now, if you will only forgive their sin. But, (laughs) but if not. Mm-hmm. erase my name from the record that you have written. What do you make of that, Osho? I you know, I I hm it's like this. Like I said, that
2: relationship that Moses had with God, what he did was like he was like it's like he's coming before the Lord like, you know, Lord, please forgive them. You know, forgive them. He's like, but if you don't Moses knows that God loves him. Now, not that God doesn't love all the people, but but God, when you have a relationship with God, the closer your relationship with with uh, is with God, the closer He is to you. So Moses knows that God loves him, and Moses is like, Lord, please don't wipe these people out. He's like, but if you decide to do it, just just take me out as well. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like somebody saying to like somebody, you know, like you know, when they like like their parents or like if you watch a movie. I don't want to use this in context. It's not God, but they're like, no, wait, you know, have mercy on them or whatever. They're like, you have to go through me. You know what I'm saying? He don't say it like that. Exactly, he doesn't say it. That's just that way. But he's telling God, look, if you take them out, just take me out too. Well,
1: let me you know ask what you know? I'm saying. I that's the, I I took it the different a different way I I took it like by mm-hmm. him saying I could be wrong but it seemed it seemed like he was saying forgive mm-hmm. them but if you don't forgive them leave me out of it you know it says
2: no, no 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 what he's saying is the um from my understanding the race my name from the 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 record that you've written um see now watch this where you have to read thirty read look at thirty three let's look at thirty three. So he says erase my name from the record you have written That's if God doesn't forgive their sin This is what the Lord says But the Lord replied to Moses No I will erase the name of everyone who has sinned against me Notice that Moses says if you're going to (laughs) See he tried to I mean it is so funny because Moses was trying to He actually tried to align himself It's like Moses was really sacrificing himself for the people You follow what I'm saying? Like, he's like, God, if you're going to erase them out, if you're going to take them out, because, you know, our la- our names are written, the Bible talks about, and, in in, you know, ultimately in the book of life. But he's saying, take my, you know, my name from the record. And God, but God, like, no, no, look, look, God's like, no, I'm not going to erase your name. He didn't say, it, but he said, I'm going to erase the name of everyone who has sinned against me. Because in this particular instance, Moses did not sin, sin against him.
1: Right, wow. Uh, Thanks for breaking that down, man. This is deep mm-hmm. stuff.
0: <clears throat>
1: so, <laughs> but now if you will only forgive their sin, but if not, erase my name from the records you have written. But the Lord replied to Moses, no, I will erase the name of everyone who has sinned against me. Now go. Lead the people to the place, which is such a blessing right there in and of itself. He says, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive everybody, man. Like I'm, You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to, it's cool. Now go and lead the people to the place that I've told you about. Look, my angel will lead the way before you. And when I call, when I come to call the people to account, I will certainly hold them responsible for their sins.
2: So there's a price, to, there's a responsibility and a price to pay. And even he, the people, you know, he talks about their names being wiped out. So the one thing, just to say this, like straddling that fence. Just like there had to come a time you have to make you had to make a decision. Just like Moses said, Whoever's for the Lord gather to me. Everyone who wasn't for the Lord, that there were some that got wiped out that night and there was some that got wiped out along the way in the wilderness in terms of getting to the promised land. Mm-hmm. So just to you know, those that are out there that you know, like like we're talking about acts of obedience, trusting God, you know, not Um, You know, straddling the fence Not, you know, giving in to Worshipping or doing things on our own You know, the greatest act of of obedience Is accepting Jesus Christ as Lord As your Lord and Savior That's where the greatest grace of God comes in As we see here, people are getting taken out At least, uh, 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 excuse me At first initially, 3,000 Then in 33 uh, Erasing the name of everyone who sinned against him And then when you read further It talks about how the people wandered in the wilderness For years but it wasn't just one act of disobedience; is that they wouldn't relent of being, you know, of um, being disobedient. And that's where we got to stop straddling the fence. And people that are listening tonight got to stop straddling the fence. And you got to make a decision to serve the Lord wholeheartedly, and ask right. Him for forgiveness if you make mistakes. But you got to push forward wholeheartedly and seek to serve Him with your whole life.
1: Right. That's where you can't straddle the fence. And you know, nah. I've been guilty. Of, I've been guilty of this. Many of you guys have been guilty. You know you just can't straddle the fence. you see what happens to people who straddle the fence in you know in biblical times so nothing is nothing is different you know there's always whether it's you know depending on the situation, but there's always going to be a consequence one way or the other yeah. um, it says and this is where it gets is is crazy it says, um, and I will certainly hold them responsible for their sins, then yeah. the Lord." Then the Lord sent a great plague upon the people because they had worshipped the calf that Aaron had made. So even after the 3,000 people had died, even after God, you know, had uh, shown his anger, you know, he, uh, you know, he then, at, and he then he still sent a plague specifically because mm-hmm. the people decided to worship. What's your plague?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Have you ever thought that maybe, and I'm not, I don't know your situation, but I'm just saying, have you ever thought that maybe what you're going through isn't God's fault, but it's your own fault for worshiping that calf, you know? Hmm. Hmm. It's your own fault for worshiping that man, that woman, that job, that career, that money, you know, that alcohol, that narcotic, you know what I'm saying? I mean, let's be honest. Sometimes we all, we all have different... (laughs) <laughs> or, or yourself,
2: you or know? ourselves, right? Yeah, I'm glad I, mean, I mean. said
1: that narcotic. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm just saying. Who knows what it is in that? You know, in, the, in that person's life, we all have a gold calf in some way that we have to do what Moses did: break it up, grind it down, and drink it. You see what I'm saying? Get <laughs> rid of it. You know, get rid of that golden calf. Get rid of that guy, that woman, that whatever. Um so so there's that. I mean that, that's that's I mean that's not the end but you know, that's where we're gonna kinda leave it for right now. I think you guys have gotten the point, you know, and this this is a very i am hopefully y'all, you know, will read this stuff on your own too and just you know, if you're unfamiliar with it, previously unfamiliar, you know, and shout out to the people. I've had people who've actually come, you know, reached out and said, Wow, you know what they've done? You know, leave me anonymous. You don't have to necessarily put my name out there. But, you know, honestly, I don't really read the Bible all like that. And, you know, I just thank you, you know, for, for just, you know, for doing this show. Because I'll listen to you, but I never really read the Bible all like that. I never really knew it was all these stories and that I could relate to. There are a lot of haters out yeah. there who will take these shows and and say something negative about it. But there are people who, who, who you know what I'm saying, who never knew nothing about a golden calf, you know. There are people out there who never knew anything about a Ten Commandment. They right. heard of it, but they didn't really know. So, you know, thank y'all for listening, man. Let me just thank y'all for listening. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing this and, and, you know, and participating. And there are other things to be doing mm-hmm. right now, but you guys chose to mm-hmm. do this, and it, which is a blessing to you and, you know, and others. And Osho, too, man, you know, thank you, man. You got a family. Yeah. And I thank you for being here as well. Uh, what, I'm just, what, um, the, I'm definitely honored to be here, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to say, man, just think, because we're going to get ready to wrap it up. Man, like I said, we didn't want to be here all night, but what words of wisdom mm-hmm. would you like to leave the people with tonight in regards to turning their back on God, um, being displeasing to God?
3: Um,
2: I would say that, <clears throat> you know, whatever, let me say this, whatever, whatever your golden calf is in your life, um, whatever it is, you need to get rid of it, put it, um, you know, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. It needs to leave. You need to worship the Lord, give your life wholeheartedly, um, completely to God, rely on God, rely on Jesus to lead you, to guide you, so that you're not turning your back on God. The Bible says, the Lord says, if you be ashamed of me here on earth, I'll be ashamed of you in heaven. Meaning you can't live your life you know, being ashamed of the Lord here, <clears throat> straddling the fence, trying to be down one minute, trying to be in the church the next. You've got to give your life to God completely in order for him to save you, in order for him to bring you into heaven, and uh, not to be ashamed of him, but stand for him, to stand firm, no matter what.
1: Stand for him, stand firm, don't be ashamed, you know, take a stand, not, no matter what yeah. your family says, your friends say, your Facebook yeah. friends say. It's not about Facebook. I mean, we live on Facebook, I mean, a lot of us, and it's just like, look, you know, it doesn't matter. If you're going to, I mean, cause let's be honest. If you're going to be on there, be on there, but be on there for God. You know what I'm saying? Use Facebook yeah. to be a blessing. Use Facebook to change lives. Use Facebook to post scriptures and to be a blessing. You know, be on there to take that stand, to not straddle the fence. You know, I mean, whatever you do, whether it's Facebook, whether it's your job, whether it's whatever, just be there to, um, you know, to be a blessing. Um, so, and, and then we are understand that we are all forgiven by God's grace. So you know, no matter what your gold calf was, no matter what you had going on, just know that there is grace, there is forgiveness. But you have to acknowledge one, acknowledge the sin, and then just ask for forgiveness, and then you know, understand that you are forgiven. And the, and the devil, he will try to make you feel like you you have guilt, you have shame. But those obviously are things from the enemy, you know. And you don't have because that's what happens. We have our gold calves. Right. We get punished because of the gold calves, but then we have the guilt and the shame associated with the gold calves. You know what I mean? Mm. But that it's not. But all you have to do is apologize, and you're forgiven. So there's no. You don't have to have the guilt and the shame ten, twenty years later for something to happened back in the day. Otherwise, I would have been yeah. destroyed. Osho would have definitely been destroyed for you know for his gold calves back in the day. But the great thing is, we, we're forgiven for that.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: and one last thing that I just wanted to say, and you're right, yeah, I just want to challenge everybody out there to do one thing. If I mean give your life to the Lord wholeheartedly, but do one thing to, you know, take a step closer to God, whether it's being putting down um the weed, putting down, you know, um the guy, putting down the girl, putting down the TV show, whatever it be, you know, ones that you know that are not good or good for you. Put down music that you know that's not good or good for you, and that's destroying your soul. And take a commitment, make a step towards God. And if you make one step, I promise you God will open doors and make ways, help you to make ways to make more. And continue to make those steps to Him, and you'll find yourself right where you need to be. You know, right. so I just want to encourage everybody to do that and challenge them and encourage them to do that even you know, this week in their lives, you know, coming up.
1: Right, absolutely. We're not going to take up too much more of your time. Um, we appreciate you for tuning in. Osho is a counselor. Um, I am a counselor. I would encourage any of you guys, if you need counseling, if you can relate, you want to get rid of that gold cap, schedule a free consultation with my man, Osho. Schedule a free consultation with myself, Courtney, as well. Um 55 day Call us. Uh, info at trctoday.com dot com. Email us, and, and you know, and take the first step. If you got somebody in your life who needs to be going, you don't have to keep dealing with them. Hey, we can help out with that. You obviously, you know, we can relate. So reach out, and we'll, you know, we can start the process that way. So thank you guys for listening. Here's the, uh, the, one of the most appropriate songs that I can think of to take us out of here. It needs no introduction. You guys know what it is. Thank y'all for listening, and I'll see y'all next time. This is not the last time, guys. This is just the first. But certainly will not be the last between brothers. We won't, you know, we'll do them once a month, a couple times a month, or maybe several times a month, depending on me and OSHA's schedule. You know, we don't have a, you know, we just do it, man. So, but, you know, we'll keep you posted. But uh, tune in seven nights a week, man. Thank y'all for listening, and I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Thanks. God bless you guys.